my guest this week is a fast comedy show on Instagram. Her first album, Finding the Positive, has been described as Plus, I work with her dad. I'm excited to talk to Megan O'Malley. And so I just always, yeah, I always wanted to make people laugh from when I was young. And who were your people that you looked up to from an early age? Oh, um, okay. Well, I mean, television and comedy. Um, Mary Tyler Listen. Moore. Okay. Love her. Um, big uh, Norman Lear fan as well as uh, and the Golden Girls. So those, uh, I would say, big comedy influences there. But like stand up, George Carlin, Joan Rivers. Uh, I love me some Sarah Silverman. Yeah. Let me check all the right boxes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those are the people I like as well. Uh, you went to you went to York College. Uh, no, I went to Hunter. Hunter College. All right. What did you study? Study film studies. Um, and at Hunter, they're like I guess at other schools, their film studies programs are more analytical. But at Hunter, it was like analytical and production, um, a good mix. Because I always knew that I wanted to be in front of the camera. Um, being actor, but also I'm a writer as well. So, um, but the way that my brain works is that I, I need to know how all the pieces of the machine work. Um, so then I can do my part. So learn doing film studies was just nice, uh, to understand everything. And did you do student films when you were in college? Yeah. Yeah, we did. Um, yeah, we did we had production one and two. So yeah, we did a few few um, taking turns, um, like writing and then editing, um, and then uh, acting as crew director. Yeah. And do you think that helped you when you're in what you're doing now? For sure. Um, I mean, I feel like I have I have like a an advantage almost in a sense, because it's like, I have a different way of looking at it. Um, and like understanding that, you know, it's like, I can look one way on stage, but how does it look also to the audience? You know, it's like, it's got it's almost as if I got two lenses going on at once. How much preparation does it take when you go into go on stage for what you're going to wear? Oh, night? what I'm going to wear. Um, you know, I try to keep it basic. Uh, you know, like I just, people will, how do I say this nicely? People pass judgment very easily. So I feel that when I'm on stage, um, as doing stand up, I don't want them to be like looking at my outfit and like making assumptions about who I am. So kind of keep it like, you know, try to, I don't know, like, yeah. You know, there's a reason a lot of people wear t-shirts and hoodies and jeans and sneakers. It's like you, you want to just, you're hanging out, you're hanging out, you're everybody's friend too. So you want to look approachable. Right. I was still at the, the shirt with the jeans, but with the blazer over the shirt. Uh-huh. That I was at the end of that when I was doing it. So I know nobody does that anymore, right? Um, you know, some people do. A few people have blazers, and I know um, there's there's a few people doing tuxes right now, in the in the for the guys. Um, there might be some women doing tuxes, and that's awesome. But that's a commitment. 
because they wear that tux to every show. Shows you doing it a night usually. Oh, uh, I think oh, right now. <laughs> what a what a fun question! Right now, I'm not hitting the pavement as much um, because I'm I'm more I'm focusing more like writing and getting that so. So like a few times a week, I'll get up. But I would say like pre-pandemic, it was maybe getting up like at least twice a night and running all around the city. But yeah, I think uh, the pace has changed a little bit. But also we can do online shows too. So how are they? Um, it took time to get comfortable with them because they were for sure in the beginning very awkward, especially the Zoom ones. Um, I run an Instagram show on Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Uh, called Barely Making It. And uh, and that one is more, that one's more conversational. You know, like the host is on the screen with you. And so the comic can has somebody to talk to if they want to, or they could just do their set. Um, but we try to keep it a little more casual. But it also gets a different part of your brain going that might not be because it's like you're doing crowd work but you're not like on on you know because there's nobody else around you so you have to feed off of your own energy so for me i feel very comfortable doing it but i do see the struggle real fast <laughs> in uh in in their eyes it's almost like pause for no applause yeah yeah um yes you have to I guess like yeah, you see like the experienced people, like they take their paws and they like where they know that people are going to be laughing and then they keep going. But then like the newbies don't really know like how to do that yet, especially with online. So then they'll just like get really awkward and they'll be like, that's where people usually laugh. And you're like, you just have to keep going. <laughs> do you remember the first time you went on stage? First time it was uh, at the People's Improv Theater. Um, well, that was for stand up. First time was improv because I because I had horrible stage fright because um, okay. that was the thing. Like I always I always want to be an actor. I always want to be a comedian. But um, if you ask anybody that I grew up with, they were like, "You? No way!" Like if you ask me a question in class, um, my face would be bright red just because I'm like, "What? I have to talk." Um, but yeah, doing improv definitely helped me to get comfortable to be able to kind of go with the flow and then I did the thing that a lot of people are like don't do I took a class for stand-up just because I uh, I like I like knowing the rules so I know how to break them so if you so I uh, I did it at the pit and so it's like you learn structure and then you had the class show at the end um, which was great and it was at the pit and then afterwards I did uh, Gotham Comedy Club I did a bringer and I uh, was feeling real good about that. And I went to one of my teachers um, who I had for improv, who also does stand up, uh, Chris Griggs. Um, and he, I was like, oh, it was great. It was, I, I loved it. They, they loved me. And he was like, cool. He was like, that's great. I'm happy to hear that. Um, now come back to me when you bomb and then let me know how you feel about stand up. And I was like, uh, that seems like a dick comment. And then I bombed real bad a few shows later. And then I went to him and I was like, I'm still in. I'm still in. But that was painful. Now, I've bombed, but I've never bombed 
when the rest of the people that I was do, uh, performing with did well. I've only bombed when there was hardly anybody in the crowd or the I know people I know Jerry Seinfeld always says, you know, the crowd's not bad, it's you. But really, you walk in there and nobody laughs from the beginning of the show on. Yeah. So yeah. I've never had it where I was the only one who ate it. No, no, but I've I've definitely been on the show being the only one who's who ate it. But those I also feel like a lot of those shows not to say it was because I was a woman, but you know, you Female comics do have to have to bring a little bit more game because you have to. It's it's also the way that you're talking too. Like I could, I can't say things the same tone as as the male comics because I don't know. You got the you got a lot of old school people who would be like, that's not supposed to come out of a woman's mouth. Okay. Um, so you kind of like sugarcoat your voice a little bit while you say it and so then when it drops it actually comes off more fucked up which is fun for me <laughs> i thought you meant like you can't be an angry like a george carlin if, if it was a yeah the egg yeah if it's because yeah because if you're coming off anger um then uh yeah you're, yeah then you're just an angry woman up there <laughs> you know so but if you if you sound too excited, then you come off too manic, and then you're just like, or they'll be like, oh, it seems like you're working on something up there, and you're just like, I want to punch you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, when I started, they were like, they were like, you know, you shouldn't start with dark material. You should have the crowd like you first, and then go into dark material. Yeah. And I would just be like, no, I want to punch him in the gut. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I like punching them in the gut in the middle. Yeah, get them on board. Oh, everything's going to be so sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How is that? We're doing good. Oh, sunshine, happiness, and boom. <laughs> yes, I noticed that in your in your, in your special. I watched it on uh, YouTube. Oh, thank you. It was you very, very funny. Thank you, thank you. And then you put that on Spotify? Um, it is. It's not on Spotify. It's on iTunes and Amazon. Okay, so you have to you get paid for it, so that's good. Um, yes, hopefully people buy it. Yeah, buy it. <laughs> <laughs> you worked with um, people. I checked. I'm sorry, I checked out your uh, Facebook page oh, that fun. I worked with. Okay, Kevin Bartini. You know, I this is this one's embarrassing. I don't believe I actually do know this person. You know, it's like you have so many friends on Facebook. Right. Okay. So he's a Facebook friend. Is what you're yes. Saying. Yes. Right. So we started together and now, and I quit after 10 years because I couldn't bring the same six people. I could try to polish 10 minutes and then 15 minutes and they can't find, couldn't find the same six people to bring every time to see me do the same material. Mm-hmm. Your dad yeah. was very nice. He came a bunch of times. He's a supportive guy. Yeah. And we did the law club together, so we spent a lot of hours uh, where we were just meeting him walking together. You were a law club, too. Yeah. He loves that law club. And he came back for it after yeah. he retired, but before COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and when he did that, I was like, you can't just be retired, can you? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, law club, that kind of, that's up his alley. That's definitely fun. Yeah. 
for him. Nice, yeah, it was fun. When I saw him in the hallway, I go, see, retired means you don't have to come into work anymore. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? My dad loves rules. He loves he loves knowing all the rules. That's it's like his uh, his fun little thing. So doing law club, it's like that's your happy place. I'll, t- I'll tell you a funny story. We were at the law club and we're on the subway, and one of those guys gets on, you know, to try to get money from the people that are on the subway, and he goes, "Excuse me, may I have your attention, please? Um, my wife." was amputated below her hips and um, I can't work and we have three children. So if you could give me any of your money, I really appreciate it. And he, and I said, cause it's me. I can't not do this. I said, excuse me. I have a question. If she was amputated um, from her hips down, how are you able to have three children? Cause there's no vagina. In that area, you're saying she doesn't have. Your father grabbed me. (laughs) Yeah. Because we well, he also had our students with us. He grabbed me. He put his arm on my shoulder and said, "Shut up. Do not talk to this man." (laughs) I'm like, I'm just. I said, "No." I'm like, "Okay." Yeah, Big Pete will shut you down on that. Um, one, I would say one thing that he does not like is confrontation. <laughs> yeah, he didn't want to see this guy coming after us. Nope. The guy actually was puzzled by the question and left. Yeah. You know, I, it is funny sometimes, like, when you ask the question, you're like, is that really what happened? Because I had a friend who he was, he was a veteran. And, um, and he like saw a guy in the street being like, I'm a veteran. Can you help me out? And he was like, Oh, what was like, uh, what was your platoon or like your number? And he couldn't answer the basic questions. And he was just kind of like, nah, dude, you got to come up with a, a better lie or know your story. That's it. Oh yeah. I always give, I always give homeless people money if they're telling the truth. I don't care what they're using it yeah. for. Well, I'll give them, uh, if it's alcohol, <laughs> yeah, have fun. But don't make up a story. That yeah. Like yeah. You know, it's like we want to say don't don't make up a story, but who knows? They could have been telling the truth for such a long time and nobody was helping them out. It's like you don't just become something. Something happens. Right. You know, I'm saying there is a story about how you became homeless. Just tell that story. Yeah. Yeah, but who knows how many times he was shot down telling the truth. And he was like, well, the lie worked better, you know? Uh, Oh, the hard world. uh, Another person, um, Darren Patterson. Darren Patterson, I know the name. That's a Facebook friend. We've done, I've done show long before pandemic. Okay, I I never worked with him. He's just, I've had a lot of people from Saturday Night Live on here. Okay. And he's a Saturday Night Live. Uh, he has a Saturday Night Live podcast as well. Oh, okay. So he's been on my show. I've been on his show. Oh, okay. That's nice. Uh, Sheba Mason. Sheba. I know Sheba. Yeah. And this, so this is 20 years ago. I, I was with, you know, I was working with her. Yeah. She's, uh, she does a show at Three Monkeys now. She's 
she pretty much runs the comedy of three monkeys and uh it's a great room it's kind of fun and uh it's like oh okay i'm not mad about going to times square there was a times square comedy club when i the, one of the last shows i did it was right in times square it was called, is that still there the lol um i think that's what i think that wasn't called that then i think yeah i think lol is still i think it's still going <laughs> yeah. uh, i think the only one in times square that closed was uh caroline's right the the, the, the one with the name the what the one with the name that everybody knows yeah 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 the well-known one yeah the well-known <laughs> one yeah yeah oh, that or the name that the name that anyone everyone knows the way i say it, yeah yeah you get a little bit more succinct um did you ever work i worked gotham um okay what's it called now it's on 57th between 7th and 8th it was the world comedy club broadway now it's the broadway comedy club again yeah uh yeah i believe that's yeah i think that, that's where it is um uh, yeah broadway and then they have greenwich um greenwich village comedy club downtown. in the same place right. no that one that one's down closer to Comedy Cellar. Okay, because that's that's the one I was mostly at was Broadway. Broadway, okay. Yeah, I've done Broadway a few times. I go in and out. Yeah. How would you describe your how would you describe your comedy? Is there a specific like you said Joan Rivers, uh, but you know I saw a little Rita Rudner, but a little, little in the little Rita Rudner, a little observational. Um so Trying to think, not George Carl, not as hard as but Jerry Seinfeld or a Paul Reiser. But, you know. Hey, I love all these names you're saying. Um, you know, I'll say from from putting the special out on YouTube, um, people leave comments, and uh, and some of those comments have been complete crap. But uh, but you know, I still thank them for watching. But then one person. Um, described me as silly cleverness. And I was like, that's it. It's silly cleverness. Which is, I think, my favorite type of comedy. You know, I try not to talk down to people. Because um, I would say, like, over the years, I've been told that I'm too smart um, for the room. And, uh, and it's that's not meant as a compliment <laughs> you know they're pretty much saying change it up and you know i'm not going to change who i am but i'll change how i approach it you know and make sure that every we all know what i'm talking about instead of being like this is this is that thing that you're supposed to know about and instead be like hey let's all have a conversation about this topic that we all should know about but i think you know about it yeah. um and then kind of go from there. Well, like, a, like a talk show host would do it at, at the beginning of their show if that was the topic that they were going to talk about. Yeah. Like a, like a, a John Oliver or a Bill Maher or something like that. Yeah, and their monologue set it up. Yeah, okay. What, what I heard, I had somebody, um, this guy uh, this guy Gabe Abelson. I don't know if you know who he is. Uh, he teaches writing, writing late night monologues. Okay. So in New York City and in L.A., and he and I, I played for him my my uh, stand up, and he's like, "When did you do this?" I said, "2012." He's like, "Yeah, you could not do almost any of these jokes today." Oh yeah. 
my my closing joke was um, there was a baseball player, and he was the third base coach for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Sports true. His first name is Rusty, and his last name is K U N T Z. Which is funny when you think about it, because that was the original title of the Golden Girls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> As and a Golden a, Girls fan, I love it. No, but he said, you can't say that. You you're, you just called it four, old, four women cunts. I'm like, no, I didn't say the word. You know, cunt is, uh, because you heard my special, you know, I enjoy the word cunt and the using of it. Um, cunt is, I think it's harder for men to use. Women, we right. can we can throw it around left and right, or if you're British. I was just gonna say, if you're British, yeah, yeah, women, women, Brits. Uh, actually, let's give it all to all the UK and and Australia. Ireland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're if you're under the crown and Ireland, then you can say cunt. You don't hear many Canadians use that, that term, it though. They're too polite. It but would be weird if a Canadian did oh, say it. So, sorry, but sorry, but you're a cunt. Sorry, sorry. That would be so nice. I would love it if somebody apologized first before calling me a cunt. <laughs> which is, which is why I don't understand Jordan Peterson because he's Canadian. Shouldn't he be say, apologizing before he says anything he says? Well, now I know he's Canadian. Uh, well, that's what I how, why, that apology. <laughs> well, that's why I know that. That's how he got famous is because they. He had no problem calling people who are transgendered by the, their preferred gender. He was just upset that Canada said he had to. So that's how he became famous. He said, I'm not going to. Yeah. And then he became famous. And then now he's just, you know, all over the place. So, oh, such a, such a fun topic. Just like, yeah. you don't have to, but if they're telling you, that you have to it's because they want and if canada is ha asked is telling you to do something they're they're not demanding it <laughs> you know i feel like it canada would, it demanding nice. you. Yeah, yeah it would be nice just they probably sent it. a letter to everybody being like this is how we're gonna do it from now on um thanks love canada <laughs> that's what i just imagine living in canada is you get correspondence from the government Signed that good-looking guy. Oh, you know. Oh, Trudeau, Trudeau. I forgot his name. He's good. He is good-looking. And so was the woman from New Zealand, and she had to resign. Oh yeah, that was a little bit of a bummer. It was like, oh, Earl, you were doing so good. Got and, rid of the guns. And I mean, there's more sheep than people in that country, so I don't know what they need to. They, you know, how bad of a job she could have been doing. Yeah. Um, oh God. What was what's her name? She had a special out before the pandemic. She's from New Zealand. Um, yeah, I don't remember her name either. Oh, do you know who? There was a lot of people were like, "That's not comedy." Um, but Jacinda? it is. Not, uh, uh, no, no, it was. Uh, I think it's like one name. She has one name. Wait, who are you talking about? Who am I talking about, Ian? That's what I'm trying to well, figure out. I thought you were out. talking about the New Zealand woman. No, she is from New Zealand. Oh, you're talking about a comedian from New Zealand? Chameleon, yeah, comedian from New Zealand. She has a few specials out. Um, Not Hannah Gadsby. Yeah, that's her, oh. Hannah Gadsby. 
It's okay. just two words. It's not one word. Um, but yeah, but she, well, she was saying like it was hard for her being in New Zealand. So I think it's like small island, but very judgmental. Not a fan of her. People, not, not people that. go to Australia, I hear. Right. Well, I heard Australia, they, they like, they'll tell you what you are. Like, not, not, not in a bad way. They'll be like, oh, you are, you're a fat fuck. Like that kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. They'll smile. They'll let you know. And then y'all sit down and have a drink. A gigantic beer. Yeah, everybody, uh, everyone, everyone has a good time there because yeah. you're on an island, far, far, far away from everything else. What you gonna in do? Ger- Germany without the Holocaust, the big beers, the people telling you like <laughs> what it is, but you know, yeah, without all the problems. Exactly. <laughs> and they were a prison colony, which was always nice too. Yeah, they. People from Australia. I got some Australian friends. They do not like it when you call them an island of prisoners. Um, they uh, <laughs> are not happy with that. Um, so I'm not saying that. I'm going to actually go to South Africa because I found out I have a cousin who lives in South Africa who's a comedian and podcaster. And I'm like, who was born the same month as me. Oh, fun. 19, I'm like, he's the same age. He has... A daughter who's ten, just like I do. He's a comedian, and a, he's like the second most famous guy after Trevor Noah. But, okay. But I'm like, that's so weird. Yeah, that's cool. You should go visit now. You know your family. Yeah. Head on down to to South Africa. Where in South Africa do you know? Uh, Cape Town. Cape Town. Down Cape Town. Which is cool. There's penguins there that never decided to like go where it's cold. They just adapted to it. Yeah, down on Boulder Beach. Um, I spent a month there when uh, oh, okay. when I was in college. I studied documentary film down there. Um, but we got to we got to go to the beach one day and see see the penguins. Did you have a Gatsby? <laughs> Did I have a Gatsby? The giant sandwich that they have in South Africa? Oh, I don't think so. Because you know what? It wasn't really like we didn't get to do a lot of touristy stuff because we were. We were like on a production We're schedule. Learning, yeah. Yeah. So we got to do like a few things, but if I did have a Gatsby, I don't remember. I did have their pizza. And if you do go to South Africa, you should know that if you want regular pizza as we know it in the United States, you gotta specify. Because if you don't specify, it comes with mayo. Oh my god. Yeah, it actually was good, but was a shock to the senses because you're like this doesn't seem right. Right. I thought you were going to say they don't call it pizza, they call it football. Oh. <laughs> they should. If it has mayo on it, they it should be called something else. But well, If you go outside New York, they put mustard and hamburgers every, uh, in McDonald's and everywhere. See, that I like. That I'm on board with. But I also don't eat ketchup. I stopped. Uh, oh, I'm one of those weirdos. I stopped that back in, I guess, 2006, maybe, because I stopped eating things with high-fructose corn syrup, um, which was a delight for my family at the time because it was really annoying, and it was. Now, a lot of stuff doesn't have it in it, or they do, but it doesn't have the amount that they have to specify on there, which is kind of annoying also because you're like, uh, tricky, tricky. But, yeah, now if I smell, like, that could be ketchup around, but I can't have it too close because it actually makes me a little nauseous. 
I'm with that with bananas and coffee. Coffee? Ooh. I've never had a cup of coffee. Are you drinking coffee right now? I am. Yeah. I, I, I cannot smell it. Don't worry. Oh, man. Okay, good. It's not coming through. No, it's not, it's not coming through. It is, it's like I associate it with waking up in the morning and having to go to school or work. So it viscerally makes me nauseous, just the okay. smell of it. That's and fair. I don't know what it is with bananas, because the taste of bananas, I don't mind. It's just the smell. Yeah. Hmm. It's interesting. I can't do yogurt. So that's me, me neither. Yeah, yogurt, I don't like the smell. I don't like the texture. And as I'm getting older, I it just grosses me out so much. Um, this is kind of a sad story. But I'll make it quick. So I had a friend during the pandemic. Um, she was like in her 70s and she had ASL. And um, she, she did. She passed away two years ago. And uh, when the last times I got to see her, she was eating yogurt. Now, when you know that your friend is about to die, you do not leave the room when they're going to be eating yogurt. But that is like one of my last memories is like her eating yogurt and um i know that she's looking down on me sorry gail um but i told my mom already i was like listen heads up when you get older i can't i can't be in the room when you guys are eating yogurt i will i have to leave i'll come back afterwards but never again <laughs> never again that's a yeah good slogan i did it once I did it once. Everybody else has now been warned. I've said it on a podcast. I am not going to stay in the room. I can, I can stay in the room with yogurt. I just don't want to ever go near it. No. You know, it's an ingredient. You put it in, you can make a... Make tzatziki. A I'm fine. Yes. See, it's... But, yeah, standing alone on itself? Uh-uh. No way. Put it in with other stuff? Great. It just reminds me that you left milk out too long. And that's you know what? I don't want milk either. I hate milk. Yeah. And, like, I have a kid and I have to say, you know, drink your milk, but I'm not going to. We didn't, like, we didn't drink milk really growing up because, I don't know, I didn't like it. So they were like, well, if you don't like, we're not going to force it on you. But even, like, with my cereal, I changed later. Now I'll have, I'll put milk in my cereal. But, like, when I was five, I would put orange juice in my Cheerios. I've heard of that. Yeah. And, you know, what? it was delicious. I eat cereal. I eat cereal raw, right out of the box. Yeah. yeah. Nothing on it. No. Well, that's bold. Yeah, it's just the kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> also, do you, you know Trent Mabry and Jeff Abraham? I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm knocking them out of the park. <laughs> you know Eva Anderson that you've worked with her. Eva Anderson, yes. Yeah, she does film stuff. Yes. Yeah. Her dad is her dad is my hero. Oh yeah. Harry Anderson, the comedian from Night Court. That's her dad. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I like that. I didn't know that until right now. And you know, he died five years ago from the flu. Because mm. you know how they always say the flu takes more people. You know, remember that? He he died from the flu. And gr growing up, he was my favorite like person in show business. And like Night Court's my favorite show. I've been trying to get her on, and she's like, I, I, I she's a, a cast member on podcasts. Mm. She's like, I go home anytime. I'm like, I'm like, oh, that's okay. 
I don't want to be like, I just want to talk about your dad, but you know. Yeah. I just want to talk about the old Night Court. Have you watched new Night Court? It's not bad. It, the problem is the the bailiff is just too nice. Everybody's nice. Yeah. I didn't do it because I was like, I don't want to ruin what I loved. I love Night Court. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you know what? There's a new generation for this Night Court. And I it hope that they well. enjoy it. Yeah, I think that they're doing good. And John Larry Cat can't be bad in anything. American treasure. John Larry Cat. He's a funny guy. Yeah. You know, he's one that I'm like, I'm happy to see he's still working. Yeah. He was actually never out of work, though. So he would just do things that you didn't see. Yeah. Yeah, like, just because you don't see somebody doesn't mean they're not working. That's always... Uh, like, if, if a comic, you haven't seen them on stage in two weeks, it doesn't mean they're not working on things. So did you ever have a backup job that you took just in case? Oh, well, I mean, I barista right now. Okay, but that's, that's just a job until you... I meant, like, looked at another career and said, well, if I don't... No. No. You know, I've... Uh, <laughs> I've when I've worked in office jobs or, like... I mean, I did restaurants. I've done hospitality for over 20 years. And so, like, working as a barista is also I get to talk to people, too. And it gets me out of the house, which uh, which is good on days um, to know what the people are talking about. And, uh, yeah, but, like, if they ever tried to move me up, being like, uh, what about, would you like to pursue this area? I'd be like, actually, no, I would like to stay on the ground where I am because this is not where my heart is. And um, people don't like to hear that, even though, like, I'm going to be the best at the bottom. I'll make sure everything, you won't have to worry about. You guys worry about what's happening up top. Everything is fine down here. I am okay with not moving up. I do want to be paid appropriately, but that's a whole other podcast. Right. You're doing what was right. I unfortunately said, I'll get a teaching degree to fall back on. And then you got to pay the student loans. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And, it, and, and, you know, I just couldn't, I just couldn't get the people in anywhere. I, who, have you opened for anybody or you toured with anybody? Um, <laughs> yes, I have opened for people that I cannot remember right now. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm really... You've made, made a lot of friends in stand-up. You know, I've had two concussions and a pandemic. So sometimes um, my mind can't remember all the names. Yeah. Well, how'd you get your concussions? Were they fun stories? Uh, well, the first one was... Well, the first one was when I was, like, mid-20s. Um, young, dumb, and drunk, right? Was having fun. Um, it had been misting that night, and so I was on up on my friend's roof, and we were going down the stairs, and they were metal, and I, I slipped and went down Matrix style. Um, so that was concussion number one. And because I was drunk, actually, that helped me, which is seems ridiculous to the logic, but that one worked. The second one, I was early for work. Um, 
at, at a job where I was a barista and it was at a co-working space and they had like fancy looking stuff um, and like futuristic doors out of like baseball bats. It wasn't attached to the door. So when I went to go open the door, the handle came right off and smacked me in the face. Um, so that one wasn't as fun, but then I had like a baseball sized mark on my head. And, uh, and so they eventually let me leave that job that day. And they were like, cause after I set everything up, cause this is what working in, uh, without a union actually does to you. <laughs> Nobody knows what to do. They're like, ah, uh, but can you make all the coffee first? And I was like, oh, uh, okay. Um, because I'm very organized and even with a concussion, I could set things up. So I do that and then I go to my other job because I had like three jobs at that point. I was like, let me get ahead on my hours. And then I show up with a baseball on my head and they're like, uh, you gotta go to the doctor now. And I was like, oh, okay. So then I went to the doctor and they're like, you have a concussion, um, you should go home. And I was like, okay. So then on my way home, I stopped off at an audition that I had because that was a good idea, <laughs> right? To go to a concussion, uh, go to an audition when you have a concussion and a baseball on your head. And the, uh, I really wish I had the video from, from that audition because it was such a nightmare for everybody else but me because I was out of it. But all I remember is the casting director being like, Megan, 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 can you look over, Megan, look over here. Megan, can you look over, Megan, Meg, Megan, and it was like slow motion, and I was partnered with somebody, and I, I was like, oh, sh like I messed up his audition. They kept him to go again with somebody else, so, uh, so I could at least left there knowing that he would be seen again. Um, I think they were just like, good luck, but they have brought me in again for other stuff, so that's. But ironically, the role was for a girl who gets hit by a baseball in the head. <laughs> I wish. Man, if I went for that audition and I didn't get it, I would be all mad. You'd walk perfect. in and they're like, she's perfect. Yeah. Little too perfect. Are you a method actor? What's going on? Well, I was going to ask you, uh, when you were in uh, Death Lives, did you shadow a bartender for a couple of weeks? Well, I bartended for a very long time. Um, fun thing, I got I got that part because da, 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 here's tricks of the trade. Um, well, I pretty much was running that bar. I was I was manager without the title because if you give the title, then you have to also give the pay. Um, so I did not have the title, but so a friend of mine was using the space to film Death Lives. And I agreed to get there very early in the morning to let everybody in and just kind of be the person there. So I got the part because I had the keys. Do, 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 do. Is, was that a non-SAG uh, film? It, it, was, it was a SAG, actually. Oh. So, I'm, so I'm not in the union, but I'm SAG eligible. So that actually, doing that got me my uh, my paper to join whenever I would like. That is, that is cool. Yeah. It's nice having it. It does help me go to sleep at night. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you have any stories like that? Well, 
Disappointing. Yeah, I mean, showing up and being the only woman on a show, that can, that's, that's always disappointing. Um, being bumped by somebody who had to go on and then you find them making out at the bar um, afterwards and you're like, so my time means absolutely nothing, but this person came in. Um, not like a celebrity who was going to go on the Tonight Show the next night who needed to. Not even a celebrity. If it was a celebrity, I would have been like, I get it. They're a name. It was somebody who I won't say their name, but right. they certainly are not a celebrity. They're a celebrity in their mind. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, having to do a show with sexual predators, that's always. That's always a fun one where you're just like, ah. I mean, I was going to try to guess, but there's so many that I. So many. And we so know about many. so many of them. <laughs> Are we talking about a balding redhead? Oh, no. You know what? I'm glad I don't have any stories on that. Um, Not Justin Bieber's friend. You know, the balding redhead just gets, it's just disappointing and sad. You know, he's, so funny. he's just so funny. It's just, but acknowledging, you know, anybody, anybody can have a redemption story, but you have to admit to what you did before you can be forgiven, right? You can't just say, I'm sorry. And then everyone's going to be like, okay, that's fine. You have to say what you're sorry for. And that's my problem with the, the, the balding redhead. I don't think Tim Allen ever apologized for selling coke to people. Uh, yeah, but you know what? Tim Allen, I don't know him as a sexual predator. and he, Not a sexual predator, but a drug dealer. A dr- sure. You know how many comics are drug dealers? <laughs> right, yeah, okay. That I, I mean, I could deal with a drug dealer. Sure. Oh, yeah. I actually met with the most famous sexual predator. Comedian. Is it BC? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Oh. So he was doing that new version of oh, the new version of Cosby in that was taped in Queens with Felicia Rashad and uh, Madeline Kahn. And like 90, early, uh, yeah, 96, like 96 to 2000. Right. Wow. Manicom was great. Oh, I love, I love Felicia Rashad as well. Uh, yeah, but she she defends him too vigorously. I have no respect for her. She she does, and that always that it hurts, and it's just like one of those that you're like, I know he's your friend, like, but maybe not publicly. Uh, but again, you don't trying to stand by your friend. Right. It's. It's so complicated. And I'm sure you didn't do anything in front of her that would make her think that this was real. Yeah. But, yeah. Because, you know, a lot of times, yeah, the friends and the family don't know what's right. going on. So I'm in the audience and the camera breaks. And they we're stuck there for like half an hour trying to fix the camera. And Godfrey, you know Godfrey the comedian? Mm-hmm. He was the, the warm-up act. Oh, that's fine. And he's like, anybody here have any talent? 
and it just turned into a talent show. And I'm like, oh yeah, I do, st- I do stand up. So he's all right. He's like, here, do five minutes. So I start doing stand up, and I and I did impressions. I did Jackie Mason. Okay. Um, I did Rodney. I did you know, and then I did jokes of my own. And then all of a sudden, you hear, "Can you do me?" And I'm like, <laughs> and he walk. He comes out. The place goes nuts. And he's like, "Can you?" I said, "Can you do me?" I'm like, "No, nah, Mr. Cosby, I've never tried." Um, and then he's like, "Well, you, this is what you do. You go." Bah. So I went, bah. and then I went, Theo, and then he's, he gave me a look like, oh, you do, oh, you can do me, okay. You, 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 you. <laughs> and then after, the, and then they stopped the, t- the after the cameras were fixed. They were like, could you sign this thing that we could use this, and we'll give you a T-shirt. Hey, and I'm like, and I'm like okay, and I have the I have the T-shirt, and then when, whenever this happened, I was like, I met Bill Cosby. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and he was so nice. Which is, it was so nice. That night. Really, he he broke all of our hearts by being a monster. And now he's going to go on tour. Yeah, right. Like, who's going to go see him though? People will. People will go. You know? Yeah, but even to see like I love Rob, I love Bob Newhart, but it would be sad to see a ninety-year-old Bob Newhart doing stand-up. Yeah, but. It's- or sit down. Yeah, he'll be a sit down comic. Oh, yeah. I, I feel got, like I, you know what? I'd go see Bob Newhart. I'd go see him do stand up at ninety. Because I, I saw right towards the end of his life, I saw um, Roddy Dangerfield, who's my all time favorite, and he sat in a chair, and he had by his seat the jokes in big letters on a television screen. And it was like watching an old guy go, let me tell you about my wife. And he was like, oh, oh my God. It was, and it was just, he felt sad. He died like three months later. It was, oh. So don't push this guy out on the stage. Well, Joan Rivers, she always, she had big uh, poster board. And um, she had it on the ground. So her notes were always there, but you didn't know. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, and I think it's like they... They had it hidden good enough, like she could she could read everything. So if she got lost, she could get right back on track. But she always had notes up there. She, I saw her with uh, with Don Rickles. Oh, that's awesome! Sorry, I just okay. Nope. I had uh, I have otters on in the background and um, the animal. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's Monterey Aquarium. You can watch live otters. So I leave it. I have two kittens, so I leave leave it on for them if uh, I'm I'm out and I was working earlier, so it was still on. But then it's silent all day until it's like time to do a feeding. But that would be if you were at the actual aquarium, they'd be like, "Hey, welcome! Uh, here we go." So that just kind of went on the background. Um, I have yeah. a dog and two cats. Yeah, so you you understand? Yeah, I had to put I had to put my cat down last week. Oh, you know, it's a funny God. thing for a show, but yeah, sixteen. Oh, that's a good life. We got we got we got the cat when we got married. Oh, so, so you've been married sixteen years. Yep. There's one. So one last story about your parents, and then I'll let you go. Thank you very much 
for the time. And do you have anything that you want to yeah. plug? Any dates coming up or anything you're working on? Um, you know that I am working on some stuff, but I'm not gonna reveal it yet. But do follow me on YouTube. Um, subscribe to my page, and there'll be more popping up there. And then um, catch me every Wednesday on Instagram. If you don't want to leave the house, we're barely making it, and we should start back up with with uh, in-person shows again. Um, but you also can see me at Stand Up New York. Oh, okay. I, I was I was there a lot too. That's a good place. Yeah, I like it. But it has a nice home feel. Yes. We had really good music, like I'm at a wedding, and I wanted to do, and this is, I'm glad I didn't do this, but a parody of, if the bride and groom singing a parody song would just be horrible, but a parody <laughs> of Escape the Pina Colada song. Okay. And there's a line in that song, at a bar called O'Malley's, we'll make our escape. So what I was going to do is put your parents at table eight and say, here are the O'Malley's. They're at table eight. <laughs> um, I love that you wanted to do that. Uh, I'm not sure how much they would have loved it. <laughs> my mom would have loved it. She would have been like, that's us. We're the O'Malley's. And my dad would have been like, no, don't tell people. <laughs> <laughs> And they, yeah, why did they single you guys out in the song? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> exactly. We like, actually went to one of oh, those dinners of his club. Oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Of his club of stuff that they've shot. Oh, oh, you went to um, oh the archery club. Yeah. His uh, which is so fun. I um, I, okay. I've never been to one of the game dinners, but he brought some home. So I I've, I got some of the meat that way. <laughs> Good stuff. And you don't have to spit the bullets out. So that's even yeah. better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it when he shoots bows and arrows more than the shotguns. But, you know, it's uh, – I'm going to go out there, I think, with him soon. Now that it's getting springtime. And did you tell him that you were doing this? No, I'm going to tell him after – I was doing this because if I told him before, then my parents would keep asking me when I was doing it, forgetting that I told them the date. So I said, ah, I'm going to tell them afterwards. It's actually, this is going to come out April Fool's Day, so. Oh, fun. And you're following, I don't know if you know who Alan Zweibel is. Yeah, that I do know. He was last week's guest, so you're following him. Oh, that, you know, that's a honor. He's been honored to follow. All right, so have a good day. Thank you very much. Thanks, Ian. It was really nice being here.